shaking, everybody? Evan here. It's Bongloads and Bullshit, an all-new episode. And as you can see, if you're watching, not an all-new environment, but an all-new way of recording. I've now got my phone set up to record, which means I can sit here and stare at a blinding-ass LED light, and you get something that looks slightly better than the horribly blurred, like, bank robbery footage that I had before. So that's the A change. That's one of the big ones. From now on, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, and you should, you go to YouTube and search Bongloads and BS, and you'll find us. You'll see my pretty mug smiling at you through all these interviews and shit. And if you're still listening on the podcast channels, great, what's up? You can hear me just like normal. And that comes around to a feature that I think everybody, both the viewers and the listeners, are going to enjoy. With our return to weed content, we're going to do a straight up dispo and strain review. We're going to start with that. Then we're going to move into some okay cannabis news. And then we're going to move into some world cannabis news. We're hitting all that shit before finally moving on to the normal stuff that you know and enjoy with me and Uncle Dig getting high and screwing around and talking about stuff. It's an all new format and I'm really excited to hear what you all think. So hit me up on the socials. That's bongloadsandbs.com, at bongloadsandbs on Insta, and at bongloadsandbs Evan for my personal Insta. And let me know what you think. Let me know. Now, before we get started with this first weed review, I want to put the call out to all the cannabis brands out there that may be watching. If you'd like to get your brand on the air and on video here and be talked about, please give me a shout again at bongloadsandbs at gmail at www.bongloadsandbs.com or at bongloadsandbs on Insta. We've got a few special surprises in that regard coming next week. I'm not at liberty to say who yet, but uh, a couple big names you probably already know will be on the show soon. So look forward to that. And in the interim, please enjoy our review of Mints from Nice Dreams Collective here in Lawton. It's a weed review. Who cares? The weed you see on this horribly stabilized, badly lit selfie stick shot is called Mints with, of course, a Z at the end. It was grown by a farm or group or whatever called Blackbeard, and it's apparently from a cut that comes from JBZ of Seed Junkies. That's what the guy at Nice Dreams Collective told me, which is the dispensary where I bought the cannabis. I know that Seed Junkie's a good brand, but beyond that, none of this means a lot to me simply because I'm not entirely sure of what it means. So let's turn to something I do understand the meaning of. Namely, all that fucking frost you're looking at. And I mean, look at this shit. It looks even frostier in real life, too. I'm working on getting a USB microscope for these segments, but for now, you're just gonna have to take my word on that shit. It smells pretty great, too. I transferred it from the bag it came in to a small dram for maximum nose effect, and the notes that came off it are lemony, tangy, sweet, and something that almost comes off like breakfast cereal. Okay, so with the new review format, we're gonna start a couple new traditions as well. First, in every circumstance that I can help it, I'm gonna do what I can not to smoke any weed that I review until I'm here in front of the camera with you, so you can get my real first impression. Second, just to keep some standardization, I'm always gonna use the same glass pieces, at least until I break the goddamn things, which is inevitable. Right now, I'm using my prized Tsunami glass piece, and let me hit the autofocus on my camera so you can see what that looks like. When it's not a filthy piece of shit, you can actually see through this magnification and see what's in there. So we'll turn the bowl and show you the nice cannabis with the nice dark streaks running through it. Now finally, we're gonna handle the smoking part of the review with a specific format. As an admission, I am a bit of a pussy when it comes to smoking cannabis. I'm not sure why, but I cough a lot. So what I'm gonna do is start with sips. I'm gonna cough some, you're gonna see a little of it. I'm gonna get high. I'm gonna let you know how that high feels. And then once I've got a good buzz on, and I've rambled and talked to you for a little bit, I'm gonna start trying to take some snaps. That means unless the weed is really exceptionally smooth, you're probably gonna see me die on camera. So now that I pretty much bored myself to sobriety talking about a bunch of goddamn rules, but goddamn, 
Hear that? I'm just gonna keep that. Now that I've bored myself to sobriety talking about a bunch of the goddamn rules, let's smoke up because it's obvious that I really need it. My first impression is it does taste, it's got that minty taste and it's also got that uh, Kimmy, like carroty taste that you, you get in a lot of Kims. It's good though. And it really didn't, it, it tickled the throat, but it didn't make me want to cough with a small hit, so let's dive in again. Okay, so there was one, and it hits pretty good, the same. Very, like, when you blow out, you have that minty, like, cut grass, or like, cooked carrots taste is the best way I know how to put it. It's good, it's tasty, and I can feel it creeping into my face. My face is getting warm. You can see my eyes getting redder, and my skin slowly kind of changing the color of my wall behind me. That's gonna continue as I keep smoking up. <coughs> I'm gonna do one more sip, give you a few more impressions, and then I think it'll be time for the snap. <coughs> okay, now that I've choked to death like a huge bitch, I'm gonna take 10 minutes to let this kick in, and then I'm gonna come back and do the big snap. Now, before anybody gets upset with me, what I'm describing is probably not a traditional snapper. Instead of packing the weed tightly into the bowl like a lot of people will when they're smoking one, if I'm snapping, I'm taking decent size but still pretty small chunks out of the grinder, putting them in the bowl individually to make a nice, loose, airy pile there inside the glass. Then whenever I've got enough that I think that I can take it down at once without killing my lungs too much, I put the lighter to the middle, I burn it, and I try to take every single bit down at once. So I'm packing my snapper bowl now. You can tell already just in this 10 minutes that have transpired since I took that last hit, like my skin tone has completely changed color because my blood sugar's dropping or whatever the explanation is. And I'm pretty baked. To the point the thought of taking a snapper is a little bit intimidating, but we do what we have to do to survive. I'm now finishing up. I've got the tsunami bowl, I would say. That's gonna be a pretty big snap. I probably better stop it. I'll put one more in. And now you can see the snapper bowl. This might not seem like that big of a deal to you because almost everybody, including like children and recipients of lung transplants, I can't get this thing to focus. Children, recipients of lung transplants, people with only one lung can smoke weed better than me. I don't know why that is, but I can guarantee you at least after I snap this thing, I'm gonna be wrecked. <laughs> okay, yeah, about five more minutes after that big snap and I am, pretty fucking medicated. I, I don't know, I'm looking at my screen now, I don't know if you can tell how like tilted that line is up behind me and stuff, but I had a really, really hard time getting my phone back into like the bracket and getting the tripod set up and stuff, right? So that was my first sign that the medication had progress and the medication was working. Uh, following that, I'm now sitting here rambling and I've totally lost my train of thought, gonna have to consult my handy dandy notepad. Just a moment. Okay, I remember now. So the guy at Nice Dreams Collective told me that this was one of his personal favorite things that he had in the shop currently, and dude, I'm sorry I spaced your name. And he said it was like some two or three hit quit shit. He said that he couldn't get through a joint of it, which was kind of rare for him. And I totally, totally get it. This is a classic Indica buzz. It feels like Indica, even if Indica and Sativa are bullshit. Listen to me ramble, and you can kind of tell part of that. Look at how my demeanor's changed. This shit I will say if there's one thing I don't like about this strain, it's trying to find any fucking info about it on the internet. As best I can tell, Mints was most likely created by the folks at Seed Junkie, which makes getting bud that came from one of their cuts really cool. If so, and if the info I'm reading online is correct, that in turn means Mints has one of the better terpene profiles out there, with limonene, which reportedly uplifts the mood, linalool, which reduces swelling and stress, Pinene, which is supposedly a terp that brings energy and creativity, 
plus humulene. All of which I really enjoy, even the humulene. Maybe you buy into the whole terpology thing and maybe you don't. I just know this weed has a good, intense, unique high that I really enjoy. Two good bong rips and I'm almost too stoned to function as an adult, which is really rare for a guy with a tolerance like mine. The high is really intense and cerebral, but also stony and fun, and it's a definite stamp of approval. Check this strain out if you get a chance. It's at Nice Dreams Collective in Lawton, and you'll regret it if you miss out. It's weed news. Who gives a shit? And another sign of the weed's quality, I just took two big rips from it right before I sat down and you can see me sweating. Now normally we would handle the weed news a little different if there were developments in the cannabis scene, either in the state or around the world or whatever. We would talk about it with the crew, but two members of the crew are gone and Dig is out sick except for this little segment we did at the end. So I'm going to talk to you about it alone. There are three specific things. One of them, two of them are local. One of them is kind of world news and I think they're all worth discussing. They're all in that vein of cannabis. So uh, let's dive in. Now, first up is the peak. And I should also note that this is all information that I've taken either from sources that I know or from Reddit. So if I say something that's inaccurate, I'm just quoting other people, man, don't get on me. That said, here's what I'm hearing. So apparently the Peaks Bricktown location shut down. Now that isn't a huge deal in and of itself. Uh, in Oklahoma, at least up until recently, it was super easy and cheap to get a license to sell or grow commercially. So lots of li or lots of businesses rather pop up, lots of businesses go away. It's just kind of the circle of life here if you want to quote Aladdin. But this is a little different because whenever the peak in Bricktown shut down, and again, I'm just quoting what I read here, apparently they didn't tell any of their employees. This means whenever the Bricktown Peak employees showed up to work one day, they just kind of found out that their work wasn't there anymore. And it was really stressful for a lot of the people working there and from what I've heard just a really shitty situation overall. And the reason I ultimately chose to call this out, uh, besides the fact that the peak does have kind of a reputation of being a little bit maybe not the best people to work with. If you're familiar with Likewise, the kind of medical focused brand that I believe are in Norman, apparently their ownership is where they are because they were the ownership of the peak before and then they kind of got screwed out of ownership and those new owners are apparently maybe the ones that did this thing to the Brickdown location. I don't know, it's a mess. What it comes down to is People in ownership positions are making money hand over fist. And even if the business is failing and you have to shut it down, which happens, fucking tell your people. Don't make them drive all the way to work in this economy with these gas prices and only find out their jobs aren't there because they fucking pulled the door handle and it was locked. That's fucking, that's, that's terrible. And it's really, you can't fairly blame a business for shutting down. Again, that happens every single day in Oklahoma. But I would like to think that the vast majority of businesses that shut down at least fucking text their employees before they like show up to work and spend money on gas and then only find out that they're not employed anymore and that's the part of the story that doesn't sit right with me and frankly the part that i really hope is untrue i really really hope it's untrue simply because i've given these people money before i think and i really don't want to support a business that fucks little people over like that okay up next a little bit of business news the omma business license moratorium is getting ready to go into effect on august 1st of this year and what that means is after august 1st the state will not be giving licenses out for certain kinds of cannabis businesses for a two-year period. I believe, and I'm going to check my notes here like I should have done before I started recording to see, it would appear that grower, dispensary, and processor license are impacted here. So that means basically after the August 1st of this year, what you see in Oklahoma is what you get. So make sure that you're supporting the businesses that you like and that you want to see stay around because after that, seeing new faces is going to be a rare thing unless you're going to new plugs. And finally, before we head back to me and Uncle Dick getting high and being stupid, here's a little world weed news that I personally found really inspiring and put me in a good mood for most of the week. If you've checked the headlines much at all recently, you might have seen that Thailand, 
Thailand of all places, decriminalized cannabis. They're allowing people to grow at home. They're allowing people to use cannabis under certain medical provisions. Um, they're still very, I guess you would say, Thailand about recreational use. Apparently, if you're a local and you're caught smoking recreationally, you can still get like six months in jail and an $800 fine or wh whatever that translates to. But it's a huge step in the right direction and it shows that things can change for the positive at the national level. Right now, we're kind of dealing with an administration that has either not followed through on any of the promises that they made regarding cannabis. And in some cases, they really backslid. You see the controversy at the beginning of the year where the Biden administration wouldn't hire people who had a past of smoking weed. And it can seem hopeless here. And I mean, I even say that living in Oklahoma where I can walk around the corner and go buy like $2,000 worth of, uh, or sorry, 2,000 milligrams worth of weed for dirt cheap. I would like to see this go nationwide. And if Thailand, a place that used to kill people for carrying drugs in and still does, if it's harder drugs can, can make changes, then I think we can too. And now, the rest of the bullshit. I still don't care. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Bagseed Chronicles. But today, it is not only an episode of the Bagseed Chronicles. It is also crossover content with bong loads and BS. Speaking of bong loads and BS, we have Evan Wade here Yo. from bong loads and BS. You'll notice the rest of the crew is not here because... When you need to take territory, you use a, mar a Marine. But when you need to hold territory, you use a soldier. That's how we learn. And they're not here to defend themselves. So here we go. Oh, no, Welcome to the Bagseed Chronicles, Evan Wade. Thank you, Dig Dig. I appreciate or Uncle Dig. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for immediately referencing the thing that I would hope we could just gently glide through like a graceful encounter. That's no super, lube for you, sir. No lube for me. That's 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 how I run it, man. No lube commando. All day, every day. And already this is capturing that bong loads and BS bag seeds and BS vibe because we're already into the sex jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're being we're being dirty boys over here. What have you been what have you been token on today? I know you've been working, but you just got off. Yes. What, what did you start your off time with? I am taking a half day to pursue video and audio projects such as this episode of Bag Loads and BS. And I went to a dispensary called Nice Dreams Collective and through the means of time travel, you're actually going to hear about this meeting before you hear this conversation that y'all are listening to right now. But I did save this for this recording. I've got a joint of what the owner assured me was a very strong sativa. It even oh, says cool. in big red letters there called Shangri-La. Okay. I've smoked that before. And how, how was your opinion of it? Uh, I don't necessarily care for sativas and Fair. it made me paranoid and uncomfortable. So uh, it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It did what sativas do to me very well. Right. So I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. P paranoid and fucking what the other word you said, paranoid and unstable are basically my modes of operation. Oh, so. oh perfect. It's going to just, it's going to enhance that flavor for you. No, I, I always, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to one day, hopefully um, whenever the, whenever the price of fuel goes down, maybe coming out to Oklahoma, but as it is now, man, plane tickets went back up to more than $500 to go anywhere. Oh. Good. My boss just paid close to $900 for a round trip airfare to uh, Atlanta in the middle of uh, like, not like a long time from now, like two months from now or more. Nice. <clears throat> right. So now that we're, yeah. So that I agree with you. Oh, do you need it? Sorry. My bad. No, you're good. I'm just silencing my phone. I'm being rude. I forgot to do it. God damn yeah, it. Ah, 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 ah. That's great. I Hold love on. it. This is the kind this of, is, this is embarrassing. Okay. It's silent now. There we go. 
We're going to leave that in too. No editing in podcasts. I'm super, I am super, super glad that you brought that up though, because I'm going to be going on a trip as well to a place. And this allows me to drop that. Like back before, back before I was gainfully employed, I always heard people talking about going on, like flying on business trips. And I was like, that must be an important person. So now I'm going to both use this social media opportunity to gloat about going out of flight and let you all know I'm a piece of shit. So you, you can fly too. <laughs> yeah, you just got to save up enough money to get on the plane and then they can't stop you. And if you want to get a resume to a company and you don't think you're qualified for the job, like to a company that'll let you fly, then you uh, just lie on it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know about that. I'm not a, I'm not a working, I'm not a working man anymore. I'm a gentleman I'm, of leisure. I'm sorry. I was joking. I know. I'm just, I'm just moving right, blazing right past it. Uncle Dig didn't get the joke again. So he's like, all right, <laughs> cool. That's the thing he said. Moving on. <laughs> no, so. Um, what are you smoking on? Yeah. So I had uh, a little bit of Jaeger, which mm-hmm. is what I think I talked about smoking last time uh, before this show. And then I had a, another joint of CBD Dutch tree this morning. So I'm, I'm comfortably two joints in this morning. So I'm happy. Legit. And then uh, are you are you guys doing anything in the garden? Or are you taking the year off? <clears throat> we are working out our living situation. Our thing right now oh, is yeah. we don't want to. I'm going to take one more hit up this joint and quit. Uh, we, we don't want to be in a situation where we might end up moving in six months. And then we got these plants that were kind of, you know, we're almost done. So yeah. once that's finalized, like one of the big goals is to get a grow going. But until yeah. then, it's just kind of on hiatus. That makes sense. If you can't stay in one place very long, it's hard to grow. And it can take a while to get everything set up anyway. Which makes so, me wonder how the Roma people grow weed. Oh, you know, I've actually like really thought about that. Like, what would I, how would I grow weed if I was a van person? Right. And uh, it's, it's a challenge. I think you'd have to like make a constantly powered closet somewhere and you, and you could only grow like two ounces at a time. It'd be like, you'd space be a space bucket shit. Yeah. Like really space buckety type stuff. And um, I, mean, I, I totally wasn't even being sarcastic when I said that, like, that's interesting to me. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if this is the incorrect term and I'm sorry if I got it wrong, but like Irish travelers or like the Roma people, like, you know, I just, cause they are nomadic. I always kind of wondered like, and they bounce around how they grow weed. Cause you know, they, do they weed. grow weed? I mean, you would think, man, they're like a fringe society on the further. They're like on a group on the fringes of society. You think they have to grow weed. You think I don't know, though, man, because like a lot of the people like who are fringe people that grow weed, they the way they get away with it is they go out really remote. It's not that they're mobile. It's that they're so far away from everybody else. I feel like. I think I, I just can't. I like, here's what I'm saying. Like, why, why are you growing it for for consumption? Like I could see that, but like, I don't know. I just don't know anything about that culture really. Uh, It's it's, I'm going to look more into it. Whenever I searched Roma uh, cannabis culture, not much popped up, but then whenever I searched gypsy, which is not the preferred term uh, cannabis culture, uh, there's at least a strain called gypsy and stuff like that. So I will know about this next we talk. Oh yeah. Well, and it's funny, you know, I, I, I'm more familiar with their boxing culture than their drug culture. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And their music, their music's apparently pretty good. Um, I've listened. Is that like a uh, Gogo Bordello style, style yeah, stuff? Yeah, like not for me. I think you might like that actually. I love Gogo Bordello. I have, I have, I have, I have, okay, it's not my record, it's my partner's record, right. but we have a record in the house of Gogo Bordello. Um, respect. You know, we, we really enjoy them. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy a lot of like 
global music. I did right. more when I was younger. I've been on a pretty like hard like pop and like gutter punk streak recently. What about the uh, Peter Gabriel classic in your eyes? That's that's a, an example of world music. I'm just being an asshole now. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, I'm, first of all, um, I'm not super familiar with that Peter Gabriel song. Um, it's got two, like a lady going. Two that I, I'm not the only song I know by Peter Gabriel. Um, I missed the point for me. I thought it was a romantic song, and it turns out it's kind of a nihilistic song. Which, but what the uh, what what is it? Um, he he's like he's like uh, God. What is it? We're talking about music. Yeah, sledgehammer. Guess. Yeah, I know, right? No, uh, it's the slow one. I'm probably wrong. Peter Gabriel. We've got sledgehammer. We've got um. What's the other sense? He had another big one. Oh, uh, is it the Book of Love? Okay, I don't know that one. Very oh, well. see, I'm a I'm a sap, and as a sap, the Book of Love really gets me in my okay. sappy saps. Um, and then someone told me, he's like, "Have you like I, you're you're are you hearing the lyrics?" And I'm like. No, it's just a sentimental song. And I listen to the lyrics. I'm like, fuck you. God damn. What's it? What's it about now? I got to know. Uh, let's 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 do a deep dive. OK, since our uh, concept Sorry. project is done um, ah, on hiatus on hiatus. OK, um, I'm looking for the lyrics. The book of love is long and boring. No one can lift the damn thing. It's full of charts and facts and figures and instructions for dancing. Ah, OK, fair. I see all that sounded great to me. I'm like, yeah, boring. Like, I don't have to worry about getting an STD. Love. Right. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's like dependable. Right. I don't know. Like, to me, that sounds good, but apparently not to Peter Gabriel's avant garde ass. Uh, yeah. I, I've got another Peter Gabriel story, but I will save that for the side project because there's another. Uh, God damn it. Okay. I'm high. Let's just go for it. And we'll see where this goes, Dig. Okay. Just keep uh, talking about music. Uh, are, you, are you familiar with the Peter Gabriel classic Salisbury Hill from the movie like Vanilla Sky? No. Okay, then this isn't going to be nearly as interesting to you. So, listeners, that song is about Peter Gabriel seeing a ghost. And if you read the lyrics, it's about a, a real experience Peter Gabriel had allegedly seeing a ghost. So, thank you. Oh, is that kind of like Kesha's song where she fucked a ghost? I don't know, but that sounds hilarious. It's not. It's a beautiful love song. I'm looking about it up right a now. Ghost? Oh, no, no. God damn it. it. There's actually a song, apparently. Are you confusing Kesha with the movie Ghost starring Patrick Swayze? No, no, no. So Supernatural, her song Supernatural is about sexual experiences with the supernatural, I think. I'm with uh, it. I'm with it. I, I've always loved Kesha. I, uh, so I, I like punk rock a lot, mm -hmm. um, but I also really, really like certain kinds of like pop. And I really like it when pop stars particularly female ones mm. um, push people's buttons. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So like, even though like musically Miley Cyrus for was whatever, when she was going through her, like I'm doing club drugs phase. Right. I was just enjoying that just in deep in my punk rock soul, everyone flipping out, but she was so pure. And I'm like, yes, yeah, she was. <laughs> it's kind of like, I enjoy game of Thrones more right. because of how everyone felt about the last few episodes that made it better for me because i enjoyed the last episodes it was trash compared to the rest of the show right. but how else were they going to tie it up like they had run out of george rr R. martin material because right. he was you know well <laughs> i'm gonna 
those dudes half-assed it in a lot of ways and they did the game bowl was awesome i don't care i don't they care had, awesome. i mean that you know that was something but like the 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 writers half-assed it and they had george R. R. martin's notes they could have worked with them like there's a reason that their stock just plummeted to the point that they weren't allowed to do any more disney shit and uh so on after that like they completely good fuck disney and, and there's a whole story behind it too where like at least one of those producers is like a super rich trust fund kid who basically founded his own media company because he likes the book so much or liked and then like the story kind of goes maybe by the end of it he was just tired of his toy and wanted to do something else yeah so welcome to our entertainment slander podcast yeah hey um here in a minute we'll we'll be talking about shit about texas yeah Um, well i mean anytime every word i say is a middle finger to texas well it's important that texas understand that they suck right from a cannabis perspective that i'm sure like and you know what honestly texas i was gonna give you props but your mexican food but you know what it is it is not 2007 anymore you can get good Tex-Mex outside of Texas. Right. You can even get Whataburger in Oklahoma. Right. So, honey, <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Right. And I, it, it makes me great. It brings me great joy to see whenever the Whataburger is not full, which is not. It usually is because people here are traitors. But so good, man. I, not for me. Not for me. I'm not big into beef. I had a, I had a mushroom experience that made me think about meat and like not in a, like a compassionate way, but in a this shit's really gross way. And it makes it hard for me to eat large thick meat patties which is a gay joke oh you know you know but you know the here's the thing about a whataburger have you eaten whataburger recently ever yeah no i've had it and i i i do like when i'm in the mood i like their avocado burger like it's just it's not like it doesn't meet the hype to me okay see i think a lot of that stuff is a nostalgia trap fair like i don't don't eat i don't eat mcdonald's i'm not hey Audience, I'm not comparing Whataburger to McDonald's. I'm just making a comparison about the emotional place. McDonald's okay? breakfast blows Whataburger's breakfast right out the ass. Sorry, please continue. Untrue and slanderous. And I think if we took this to court, I would Wait, win. Is it Brahms that has the extra shitty breakfast? I apologize for the slander. So I don't mean to detract. I, I feel like Whataburger actually probably has like a pretty extensive breakfast. I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But comments. here's the other thing. At Whataburger, you can get a burger at six in the morning, bro. Yeah, that's fair. That's a thing you can do. They're not like, oh, no, we're not making burgers. It's fucking pancakes and bullshit like McDonald's, dumbass. I want to. I'm here for a burger. Fuck. It's 1030. I wake up early. It's lunchtime. Get with it. You want to hear? I'll tell you something about McDonald's and breakfast. And this is something that I that I addressed on the podcast way early. And I, you know, I kind of sound like I'm shit posting here or whatever you want to call it on the podcast, uh, being ironic, but I mean it. I mean every word of this. So uh, back in like 2020, I don't know if you remember, but a little thing called COVID happened. And uh, back in happened, this is happening, will continue you know, to happen. Well, I, I've been told the pandemic's over, but you know, that's ironic. Sorry. People um, have been telling people that the last Beatles career is over for 10 years. Right, and right. Paul McCartney still gets his old ass up on stage and makes, makes money, proving us all wrong. So yeah. you know what? I don't I don't say it's over until Palmer Colton's dead. Okay, touche. And I'm so fucking stoned on this edible and shit I took before the so what was I going on about? Please remind oh, me. Oh uh something happened oh, in 2020 bad. called COVID. COVID. Oh, right. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. And this was back in the time when I was pretty heavily addicted to, to methamphetamine. And like once every couple of days, you would have to eat like once every two, four days. And okay, usually yeah. it was my routine. I, I had formed a very close uh emotional bond with the mcdonald's uh steak egg and cheese bagel 
Okay. And I would go once every three and four days and get that in a sweet tea. And one day during COVID with nary an announcement, with nary an anything, I went to the drive-thru and that bitch was gone and it hasn't come back. And it fucking kills me to think that the last McDonald's steak bagel I had was the last one I would ever have. And I never even knew it. So, so, oh, here's a topic that's about cannabis. Speaking of your, uh, your drug addiction right. and, and, and the tragedy that is the discontinuation of that sandwich, right. which helped facilitate rock bottom for you. And you decided then and there, no, I'm kidding. So yeah. you, you no longer do what society considers hard drugs. See those right. quotation marks I'm putting around that. Right. So now, but you, you are using cannabis to aid in your recovery, right? Right. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like yeah. what made you decide to try cannabis that way? Mm -hmm. And then how did it help you? Yeah. Now that we've totally gone away from all this other shit, this might, that stuff might be matter that you cut out, but bongos and bullshit. It'll stay. Um, so I can, Dude, I'm the whole sick. I might throw all this right up. I, <laughs> uh, I hope you don't. Cause I'm getting ready to tell you the whole wild story since you asked me. Um, mm -hmm. so that you're, you're, you're not, you're far off, but not as far off as you think with the sandwich thing. So okay. around the same time, it started getting really hard to get drugs. Um, I had already burned my bridges with my Suboxone doctor because I kept coming in testing for meth and she stopped buying my lies about, Oh, I, uh, I took a, I took ecstasy at a party and it was laced. And I got, I got by with that for like six months because she liked me. And then finally I got discharged from my, my program. And uh, shortly after that, COVID happened. And then it was really hard to sneak shit across the border because nobody was coming. And that's where all the speed comes from is down south across the border, at least where I was. Um, so I was I spent, you know, a solid three weeks just like I'm dying. And then I got I got out of withdrawal. I was like, I got to I got to have something to alter me or I'm going to freak the fuck out. And I was bored. And I had all this pent up energy where I'd been laying in bed for three weeks and I was starting to feel like a human again. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to drive to Illinois and get some weed. I drove to Illinois and I got one little vape pen. Illinois or you drove to Oklahoma from Illinois? No, I was in Indiana at the time. Okay, I'm I, sorry. I got Indiana and no, Illinois confused because I'm retarded. Go ahead. I bounced around a bunch. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not off at all. But, uh, it, it, it's fully legal wreck in Illinois. All you need is a right, driver's okay. license. And it's okay. not at all in Indiana. It's decriminalized. And I wasn't carrying shit back and forth across the straight line at all, just to be clear. That'd be very illegal. No, but, uh, but what? so I went to Illinois. I got my hotel room and I got my vape pen and literally... I thought, well, I'm, I'm a fucking dedicated hard off speed freak. I'm going to go back on speed. I'm a hard drug user. I can take a hit off this vape pin. I, I hadn't fucked with weed in years at this point. And before we drive to the hotel and I, I hit it in the parking lot and then I got the keys in the ignition and we didn't even get out of the parking lot. And I turned to my wife and I was like, Hey babe, you're going to have to, you're going to have to drive to the hotel. And it was just like a mile up the road. And then like, so as I, and then there's a whole other like side guidance story about how I took mushrooms and tripping kind of really removed some cravings for me. Right. And I do use Kratom to manage my opioid cravings, which is totally legal and legit here. And it's like a cousin of coffee. Um, and that's basically it. I actually moved to Oklahoma with the intent of getting further away from drugs. Um, I was gonna just go occasionally pick up a large amount of drugs and then drive them back, and, you know, just, and then the distance was my stupid addict thinking what was going to keep me from, you know, Right. Like I wouldn't just drive to Oklahoma or back to Indiana anytime I was out. But anyway, so once I got here and I got my car and I got my shit in order, I found that it wasn't really necessary. And since then, between that and like using mushrooms to kind of address some problems and uh, just having weed for daily maintenance, like it's it's I don't even count days and shit because it's really not difficult. It feels like cheating. OK, well, I'm glad that uh, weed is able to do that for you. I'm not a, a Kratom guy. Mm -hmm. um, 
I have had friends who've tried it. Right. Um, but I think that they were using it recreationally. Right. Um, to me, it doesn't seem like um, a recreant that I'm interested in and I don't need it medically to help manage opiate withdrawal. Right. So I'm not going to use it. Does that make sense? No, that, that totally makes sense. And I, I, I would feel okay. Like if you were having bad pain due to your issues, uh, I, I, I would not feel like ethically bad about recommending it to you because it's really not on the level of like a painkiller at all, but it does. I've got plantar fasciitis in my heel. And when I take my dose in the morning, be it placebo effect or whatever, I can walk without limping. Um, yeah. And then it also gets rid of like, so if you're an addict and you're playing like call of duty and your character takes a painkiller and it causes this golden glow around the edge of the screen that causes you to think of codeine in a good way, a couple yeah. Kratom caps will make that go away. And it does oh, it without okay. like Suboxone, which turns you into an emotional zombie. And yeah, so that's what it's for. Yeah. And, and, and I, I uh, think of all like harm reduction strategies. That one's probably better. Um, I, I, you know, in an ideal world, um, we wouldn't be tickling our opiate receptors at all, but we don't live in an ideal world. No, uh, we just don't. <laughs> I, I think that both of us and probably most of the people who would be listening to this probably have the misfortune of at least lacking the proper like cannabinoid receptors or however that works chemicals to the cannabinoid receptors in their brains. And that's why weed makes us feel normal. Oh, okay. That, that's well, just my guess. I, I think um, you know, people, <laughs> I, I talk about cannabis being a panacea. And I think what I mean by that is I have a really interesting cluster of problems that I'm fortunate enough that cannabis kind of helps with all of it. I have right. chronic pain. I have some, some, uh, I have PTSD. Right. I have a TBI. Right. Um, so cannabis helps with neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. Cannabis can help with hypervigilance in PTSD. Right. Um, cannabis can um, help you focus if you're wired a certain way too. It kind of does yeah. the same thing. An ADHD med might a little bit, not perfect. I, I can but a little bit. Yeah. So I, I think that, Oh, and if you want to hear a really interesting, like rundown, that's a little more detailed and less informal than this, you should definitely check out the, uh, the shit list that Evan made. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I was going into. I just put my joint out. <laughs> you didn't you didn't have to do that man i wasn't even gonna bring that shit up i was just gonna say that's ex that's exactly it and the, the reason it and this is all my layman research just going online and shit it looks like we're about to hit the fucking timer of course oh uh, that's fine we'll we'll we'll, we'll at about five minutes we'll stop right on um so so apparently what my internet research says and what the science says currently is that it it, the reason that weed makes you hurt less and the reason it helps you shut off like you said hypervigilance and kind of bear down and focus on one thing is it turns off or it, it, it enhances rather your ability to not care about shit that's happening in the periphery is the, right. kind of the low level way of putting it. And that's super neat to me. And I think a good way of describing it, once you get a tolerance built and shit, it helps you just blunt out shit around you that might otherwise be poking at you. Right. Um, I will say to the listener who's thinking about using cannabis uh, medicinally, um, dose slow and slow. And I would honestly, I know people are like smoking's bad for you. Here's the thing about cannabis, at least your first time smoking wears off quicker. Mm. It onsets quicker. It's easier to dose and it's easier to recover from than an edible. Yeah. So maybe just the first time, the first time that your brain has THC in it, smoke it quick, yeah. straight past the blood barrier. You'll cough a little bit. You'll be stoned. And then in 45 minutes, 
to an hour, you'll already be peaked. And then in another hour and a half, you'll start coming down, man. It'll be fine. But an edible, an edible can be a long nightmare for you. Right. <laughs> and everybody falls to the trap. They think it didn't work. It happens to every single person. So if you, if yep. you, if you are going to do that, um, speak from the experience of uh, several people I know who ended up in the hospital when they didn't need to take the edible and wait a minimum of three hours because it will work sometime in that three hours, take a nap or whatever. You'll wake up stoned as fuck. Yep. That's you can cool. always smoke more or eat more, but you can never uneat or unsmoke what you've eaten or smoked. Right. By the time you get high inducing puking, will do nothing. Oh yeah. Especially. Yeah. 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 So, so everyone check out Evan over at bong loads and BS check let's, out the shit list. Let's dig too. And yeah, well, they're, they're going to, I'm, I'm, I'm acting like it's on the Bagseat Chronicles because we're publishing this on the Bagseat Chronicles. So is there anywhere that people can plug, you want to plug where people can come find you? Yeah, you can find uh, me and Dig as the occasional co-host dude, the fucking second man at bungalowsandbs.com. You can find us on Insta at bungalowsandbs and uh, I'm bungalow at bungalowsandbs, Evan, but my shit, what I do is I just get mad and start bitching about money. So you probably don't want to follow me, but you can. There's all, I put pictures of birds too. Yeah, there is a, a particularly cute uh, dove laying eggs in his gutters right now that we're getting daily updates on. So without further ado, which is an annoying thing I wish I'd never said, but I always <laughs> say it. That's it. Let's overgrow the world. <laughs>